Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Hopperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. I believe with all my heart that if God's people lack knowledge, they shall be destroyed easily. The Bible says that God's people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. The more you understand the truth, the more you practice the truth, the stable you will be like a house on the rock. Even the wind comes, even the storm blow on your house, on your life, nothing can break you. You will not fall down. The problem is a lot of Christians don't know the Word of God. And some people know the Word of God, but know only in the head but not in the heart. You know, our church don't believe in only training you with the head knowledge. We believe that we need to train your heart. Your heart must be right in order to, for the Word of God to work. If you have a lot of head knowledge, like the Pharisees and Sadducees and the teachers of the law in the time of Jesus Christ, but their heart was so corrupted, then the Word of God did not work for them. So we need to train both in the knowledge and in the heart of God as well. That's why God called King David a man after God's own heart. Everyone, put hand on your heart. I will train my heart today. I receive the word of God. I will change my heart so I can be used of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Last Sunday, we were talking about the blessings and the cursing. This is a big subject. I used to teach this a long time ago, but the Lord said that we have a lot of new people that never heard about this subject. So it's good to learn and understand the blessings are real and the cursing are real. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, You shall not bow down to them, mean to idols, nor serve them, for I am the Lord your God. You see, the Lord, not just busboy. The Lord, your God. And I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, I review again. Therefore, know that the Lord, your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep his commandments. Last Sunday, I gave some basic understanding that the cursing and blessing are real. And if we reject God, we hate God, we are not committing to God, we open the door for cursing to come into our life, and then that curse can follow to the next generation, to the third and fourth generation. Some of you in this room may be reaping cursing from your Ancestors, maybe some of them worship idols. Some of them may be doing something bad before maybe they commit adultery or something. I'm not blaming or attacking anybody. But what I'm trying to say is that if the ancestor commits sin, the curse will follow to the third and fourth generations if you don't know how to deal with them. That's why all of us need to learn how to deal with the curse. Maybe the cursing of uh, depression, cannot sleep, insomnia. Maybe joy problem, heart problem, liver problem, blood disease, maybe uh, poverty. 
chronic sickness, chronic allergy, something that bad that happened to you that follow you from generation to generation. And the Bible want us. God want to teach us through the Bible how to get rid of those curses. I want to confirm with you one more time that our God really wants to bless us. It's not God's will at all for us to live in the curse. As time go by, as I teach this subject every Sunday, uh, I may change some Sunday because the special Sunday like Mother Day, Father Day. But as I teach this subject, you will see that all over the Bible. God has sent His Word and His servant to warn and to talk to people of many generations to repent and to come out from the curse, so that the blessing will go from that man on into the thousand generation. If a man, like some of you here, man or woman in this room, if you decide to follow God, serve God fully, obey God, you can break that generational curse. And then your children can be blessed for thousand generation. But if you rebel and you just stubborn and you're gonna do whatever I want, then the curse will continue into the next generation. I believe that you are not sitting here by accident. God sent you here to hear this message, so you can make a choice whether you're gonna obey God or you're gonna do whatever you want. The Bible says that curse always have the cause. In Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2, like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. Simple language. A curse always come with a cause. You do something, and then the curse come. What causes the curse? Sin, disobedience to God. I will give you some example in the Bible, so you know that this is the real thing. The curse is the real thing. I give you example in the life of Noah, Genesis chapter 9, 20 to 27, talking about the curse in this family. If you know the Bible, you read about the story of Noah. You realize that Noah was quite a good man. He loved God. He was called righteous man by God. God picked him and chose chose him that he would continue the humanity. God destroyed the whole earth by the flood at that time, but because Noah was a man of faith, and Noah tried to follow God wholeheartedly, God chose him. But even a good man like him make mistake. I make mistake too. We all make mistake, but the key is repent as soon as possible and turn around and come back to God as soon as possible. Look at the story of Noah. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was Drunk, and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. In other words, Ham, one of his son, went out and told the two brothers, "He's come in to see our dad naked on the bed. He was drunk." So Ham committed sin of dishonoring his own father in his heart, and he, with his mouth he invited people. His own brother to come and look at the nakedness of his father. Ham sinned against God and sinned against his father, not honoring the father. The Bible says, "If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you, and you shall live a long life." Amen. And this apply to everything about honoring, honoring God, 
honoring the things of God, honoring the Holy Spirit, honoring the name of Jesus, honoring people in the church, honoring one another. But this scripture talk about honoring parents or the dad. But Chem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward, covered the nakedness of the father. They walk in like this with the blanket and throw onto the father. They did not look at the nakedness of Noah. Their faces were turned away. They did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be his brethren. So in other words, the curse come upon Ham that he will be the servant of his brother. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Chem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Chem, and may Canaan be his servant. This story talk about sin of two persons. And that caused curses to go on to next generation. Noah sinned against God. He got drunk. I don't say that you cannot drink alcohol. Drinking alcohol itself is not sin. That's why Jesus drank wine. But if you drink alcohol to the point you get drunk, it's sin. Why? Because every one of us should depend on the presence of God and the goodness of God for our happiness. God doesn't want us to seek happiness from money, alcohol, cigarette, or some other things. Our happiness should be in the Lord. Our joy should be in the Lord. Amen. So anytime you let other things to control you to be happy, you are in trouble. Actually, getting drunk is not fun. In fact, it causes damage. Last night, I got a phone call about 4 a.m. from a hospital that a man went to the bar, got drunk, and he got hit by a pipe, have a big cut here. And now he's still throwing up in the hospital because of alcohol. So alcohol is not good if you get drunk by alcohol. What happened? Noah got drunk. That sin caused another sin in the family. Ham, instead of honoring his father, Ham looked down on this or despised his father. And that weakness went on to the next generation. If you study the Bible and the history of the world, you will realize that Ham is the father or ancestor of a group of people called Canaanite in Canaan. And the Canaanite end up one day branches into many group of people, and one group is Sodom and Gomorrah. Ham has bad attitude against his father. His evil thought, unclean thought regarding his father's nakedness, that curse, that weakness. You need to understand that every sin in our life comes with weakness. If you like to lie, that weakness will go into your children, and your children will like to lie. Weakness follow you. Follow your children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. If you are a very negative person, always negative, that will go into your children as well. That weakness follow from generation to generation. The same thing Ham had a very unclean thoughts. He has evil, dirty thoughts in his mind regarding his dad. That follow into his gen- next generation, the Canaanites, and the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? The people in Sodom and Gomorrah practice sexual immorality. They have sex with animals. They have sex in front of idols. They 
have adultery and fornication, the whole cities were full of sexual immorality. And eventually, God destroyed those two cities because of their wickedness. You can see that the sin or the iniquity or the curse follow from generation to generation. That's why we need to really repent and take serious about getting rid of any sin in our life as soon as possible. We need to really study the Bible. We need to know what God wants us to do. We need to submit to the Lord and don't play game with God anymore. We need to take serious. Amen? God wants to bring family blessing to all of us. But it's a co-labor. <laughs> One time a person come to me, Dr. Lau, I heard you are anointed man. Why don't you pray for me right now and I will be healed right now. If I'm not healed, it's your fault. I said, no. Then I quote out the scripture that even Jesus said, according to your faith, you are healed, not according to my faith. So in other words, Jesus tried to say that it's a co-labor thing. I have anointing, but you need to have faith. You need to do your homework, build your faith. Don't sin, repent, do something about it. Don't blame God, don't blame any man, don't blame any pastor. We need to do our homework to repent, get right with God, walk a holy life, and build our faith daily so that we can get out from the curse and get into the blessing and the healing of God. Amen. I'm preparing the teaching, big teaching about blessing. But this teaching is not emphasizing the blessing right now. I'm emphasizing how to get out from the curse first. And I will teach you about what does it mean, the blessing. Oh, after God revealed to me in the Bible, I'm like, wow, this is great. I understand now how to walk in the blessing of God. And I want to share with the congregation later on. Before I go on, I'd like to read a few scriptures in the Bible to show that drunkenness is not good. Amen. I don't say that you cannot drink wine. You can drink. But if possible, you to try to avoid being drunk or addicted to alcohol. If you don't have alcohol in the evening time and you feel bad, something wrong. It means that you depend on alcohol to be happy. And in fact, the Apostle Paul said that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, we should be drunk by the Holy Spirit, not by the alcohol. Amen to be filled and be happy by the Holy Spirit. Amen. A while ago, I was standing there, and I said, God, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Today, I start to get drunk. I start to laugh because the Holy Spirit come up in me and fill me up and the joy of the Lord. The devil always have counterfeit. God has the prophet. The devil has false prophet. You can get drunk in the Holy Spirit and feel good, feel holy, feel love and faith. The same thing, the devil will come with alcohol and make you feel bad. You get drunk and make you feel bad. The counterfeit of God. The devil has always all form of counterfeit to come and lure you and get you to do something that is opposite to God. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. How many people want to be wise here? The Bible says clearly that alcohol, being drunk with alcohol, causes destruction. It's not a wise thing to do. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 4 to 6. It is not for kings. When we say kings, it means any leadership. Husband, employer, 
uh, CEO, pastor, care group leader, whoever in the leadership position. Maybe you are the mom. You are the leader of your children. So, in some way, somehow, you lead somebody. So the Bible says it's not good for leaders. Oh, Limor, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. So the Bible says, if you want to destroy somebody, give drink, give alcohol. You will destroy that person very quickly. Because when you get drunk with alcohol, you cannot control yourself anymore. You can make mistakes, make wrong decisions. You can blow up, say something wrong. You can curse people. You can curse your own children. You can make bad judgment. So that's why it's not good for leaders to be drunk with alcohol. Even the Bible talks about church leaders. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 8, I just read only part of it. A bishop, a pastor, then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine. If you are in the position of leader in the church, where the teacher, pastor, care group leader, deacons, the Bible says, you should not give yourself to wine. You should not get drunk. You should not be controlled by the flesh. You should be spiritual people. In verse 8, likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not giving too much wine, not greedy for money. It's so clear. Leadership. Husband. How many are husband in this room? Okay. You lead your home. Is that right? You need to be careful, don't get alcohol into your life, and then cause damage to your wife and your kids. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 6, give strong drink to him who is perishing. If you want to destroy your friend, get your friend drunk, and eventually he will be perishing. Amen? So I want to warn all of us that we should not get involved with alcohol. If it's possible, don't even drink it because you're going to get yourself into trouble one day. You can have a little bit of sip, but then mm, it's good, maybe a little bit more, and go on and on. Eventually, you get addicted to alcohol and you can get into trouble. Amen. Now, I want to read a certain passage in the Bible that God wants to talk to His congregation. There are three passages in the Bible that emphasize the choice you make, decision. Every one of us one day have to stand before the throne of God. You cannot blame the pastor what you did. It's your own choice. You cannot blame God. You cannot blame your husband. You cannot blame your wife. When I type into that computer on Friday night, Facebook, the Facebook message, I make my own decision what I'm going to do. I cannot blame anybody else. I need to make decision to do the right thing. I need to choose the blessing not the curse. Amen? So now God's going to put in front of you and say, choose it. What happened? Moses was leading the children of Israel into the promised land, the land of Canaan. At the edge of the land, they're going to enter the promised land. Moses gave the command to Joshua, the next leader, that you need to put half of the people of Israel 
one side in front of Mount Gerizim, another half in front of Mount Ebal. And what g o i n g to happen at those two mountains before they took over the land? God want them to be blessed. Let me read scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 11, 26 t o 29. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. So, in other words, he come in with a plate. Okay, this is a restaurant. This is jayo. This is buntit nương. This is pizza, and this is steak. You need to choose. This is poison, and this is a good food. I present to you right now. You make choice what you're gonna eat. I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God and turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. Now it shall be when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess. That you shall put the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. That's what Moses say. So we're gonna have two group of people, and they're gonna read the scripture to say what you're gonna choose: Amen on the blessing or Amen on the curse. Deuteronomy chapter 27 verses 11 to 15 say, and Moses commanded the people on the same day, saying, "This shall stand when half of these people." This means half of the people shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. When you have crossed over the Jordan, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin, and this another half of people shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel. Curse is the one who make a calf and molded image, an abomination to the Lord. The work of the hands of the craftsmen and set it up in secret, and the people shall answer and say, "Amen." So Joshua obey Moses. When they enter, Moses pass away in the desert, in the wilderness. Joshua led people into the land of Canaan, into the promised land, and look at what Joshua did. He obeyed the command of his. Pastor, now Joshua built an altar to the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stone, over which no man has builded an iron tool, and they offer on it burnt offerings to the Lord, sacrifice peace offering. You notice that the altar was built on the side of the mountain with curse. Evil, the Mount Evil, talking about curse. So, in other words, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of the animal, will break the curse on that side. And there is the presence of the children of Israel. He wrote on the stone a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. Then all Israel, with their elders and officers and judges, stood on either side of the ark before the priests of the Levites, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord. The stranger, as well as he who was born among them, half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them is in front of Mount Ebal. So, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded before, that they should bless the people of Israel, and afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessing and the cursing, according to all that is written in the book of the law. 
There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded, which Joshua did not read before the assembly of Israel, with the women, the little ones, I mean everyone, husband, wife, everyone, kids, the little one, and the stranger who were living among them. So, in other words, before they take over the land, they need to make a decision: whether they obey God or they're going to rebel against God. If they obey, what happened? Blessing. If they rebel, what happened? The cursing. Today, I present to you the choice. You need to make decision every single day for yourself and for your kids, for your grandkids, for your great grandkids. You want the blessing, or you want the curse? Amen. I want to encourage you. Work out your salvation. Never miss church if possible. Listen to the word of God. Read the Bible every day. Pray every day. Repent as soon as possible. If you know you're wrong, don't give any rationale or any reason. I have the reason that I can do this. No, repent as soon as possible. Amen. Don't even argue with God. Yes, Lord, I repent right now. If you want the blessing. Amen. I want New Hope International Church to choose the blessing. I want to see all of you make that choice, not the cursing. How? Obey the Lord your God. Serve Him. Be obedient to Him. Love Him with all your heart. Amen. It's a choice. I give you one example of the things that are going to bring curse. Deuteronomy 27 verses 14 to 15. And the Levite shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel, Curse is the one who makes a calf and molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and set it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. So the Bible show us, next time when I come back to read all this scripture, I will show you that every time we sin, certain sin, and I'm going to show you some example in the Bible who sinned against God and what happened to their life. So you'll learn as a lesson. Now, the Bible was written for us to learn something about life. And we don't want to follow bad example. We want to follow good example in the Bible. One of the things that people do that bring curse is worship idols. We have so many people from Asia here. I grew up worshiping idols. My dad have a big room about the size like this. Big room filled with idol. Every morning when I was young, I woke up and I will have the incense and worship those idols for years and years. I would go to temple and worship idols, give food to the religious people. I was involved in fortune-telling, astrologer, I did a lot of things that related to idols when I was growing up. When I turned to Christ, I don't want that curse anymore. Because I know that when I worship idol, I will bring curse to myself and bring curse to my children to the third and fourth generation. I repented when I heard about that. Actually, I went to Holland or Netherlands and I was listening to the preaching from a preacher. 
and he talked about this. I repented right away. I was a brand new believer. I bowed down to God and said, I'm sorry, I worship idol. I want to denounce this idol from my life. I'm sorry, Lord. Could you please break this curse away from me and from my children? I don't want to worship idol anymore. In America, your idol may not be a calf image. Maybe internet. Maybe your job. Maybe your own desire. Maybe money. Maybe something else that is not like what Asian people worship. Have an idol. So be careful. Don't worship any idols in your life. Only God is your God. Because that will bring curse to you. Amen. Check your heart every single day. Do I have idol in my life? I tell God all the time. That if you want to leave my, if you want me to leave my home, sell that away, I'm happy to. I don't care about that home. I don't care about my car. But thank God that God gave me a good car. But do I t- attach to the car? No, I'm not attached to my car. I'm not attached to my home. They are not my idols. Amen. And I should not be idol to her. Pastor Da have freedom to worship God. I cannot control her because she has her own God. I'm not her God. She has freedom to do whatever she is called to do. Husband, don't try to be an idol in your own home and force your wife to worship you and say, "You have to obey me. You have to listen to me." No, you love your wife, and your wife will devote herself to you. It's not about controlling. It's about you no know, telling people what to do. No, it's about loving. Amen. But today, everyone's so happy to hear this teaching. The Bible says, preaching the word, sorting, correcting, admonishing. <laughs> so I do those part a little bit today, correcting and admonishing. Before I end the preaching, I want to say one thing quickly. The Lord spoke to me. Don't get involved with sin. Repent very fast. One more thing I want to warn you. Be careful of your association. You need to make sure that your close friends that you associate with are godly people, people who fear God. Many people are destroyed because of associating with wrong friends. Wrong friends such as people who hate God, people who sin all the time, people who are negative, negative, negative. You need to get rid of those from your life. Go and spend time with positive people. Amen. In fact, let me share something from your heart quickly here. In fact, many years ago, I tried to. Can I share from my heart quickly? I really learned about how to move in the file of God. I lay hand, lay hand, and try to learn how to move in the file of God. And I forget about care group and about one-on-one discipleship because I was trying to learn something new. And lately, because we don't have a lot of care group, I need to open care group at my own house because a lot of people are not taking care. These people start to come in, and the group is growing. Right now, the whole room is packed, and. I also meet somebody one on one, spend time together, and it really dawned on me in the past few months that, wow, it's so important to be in the fellowship group, because sometimes I get so down, negative things outside. The patient says something, the nurse says something negative. When I get into the care group, I heard all the positive thing. It built me up. I need that care group myself. I need to hang around with positive people. It's so important to go into the fellowship that build you up, because the negative outside there try to bite you, kill you, harass you, and 
make you feel bad all the time. And one-on-one is so important because we all get bombarded by negative things all the time. And it's hard to grow when you sit in a big congregation on Sunday and hear only the preaching. You need a personal touch. You need somebody to sit down with you and talk and encourage you. I, it's really dawned on me in the past few weeks that we cannot stop the principle in the Bible about small group. Jesus has his own care group. Do you know that? He and his 12 disciples. That is his care group. Yes, so many people, thousands of people, he lay hand, he cast demon out and heal the sick, but he go back to his own company, his own care group, fellowshipping. And he discipled them, he talked to them, he corrected them. If you can live like that, you are safe. You will not be deceived by the enemy easily. You will stay in the course of holiness until the last day of your life. And you're going to live in the blessing of God. Amen. I speak like this to you because I love you so much. I'm the man that honors the word. And I want to follow every principle in the Bible. And don't go by your flesh. Go by what the word of God says. And you shall be blessed. Obey the word of God. Amen. Everyone say, I will hang around. Fellowship with positive, godly people. I will repent very fast. I obey the Lord my God. I choose the blessing in Jesus' name. How many people want to choose the blessing? Raise your hand up. How many people know that maybe you have curse in your life, but you can break that curse by the blood of Jesus. How many people believe that? If you don't know Jesus now, you are not a believer, I'd like to encourage you. If you never invite Jesus Christ to come into your life, I want to encourage you that you can break those curse by the blood of Jesus. On the cross, Jesus became a curse for us so that we can have the blessing. So the first step, you need to invite Jesus to come into your life and say, Christ I believe what you did on the cross for me. My sins are forgiven. The penalty of sins are paid by you. And the curse in my life is broken. I want you to become my Lord and Savior. Maybe some of you today never invite Jesus to come to your life. Maybe some of you today, you have invited Jesus to come to your life in the past, but you never really treat Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You treat him like a busboy all this year. Just give me, give me, bless me. But you never obey him, never really walk in obedience and follow Christ as Lord and Master. Maybe today is a good time. Today is a good time to turn around and say, Pastor Lau, today I make a decision that Jesus is my Lord. And I don't want to live in the curse anymore. I want to live in the blessing. God is going to bless me physically, bless me emotionally, financially. God is going to bless my family. I'm going to marry a godly man. I'm going to have great kids. My family is going to be blessed. I'm going to live a old, I live long life. I prepared a teaching for this afternoon about Job. Job repented. And the Bible says, Job died old age without disease and sickness. Oh, I read that. I say, that's for me. I'm going to live in that blessing. I'm going to live to old age with my wife. And we're going to die old. I just sit on the couch and stop breathing without heart attack and disease. (laughs) How many people want to live like that? In the blessing of God. Amen. So what we need to do, repent, and Jesus must be the Lord of our life. 
How many people want to do that? Stand up and we pray together that Jesus would be the Lord of our life. Stand up and we pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray with me. Father in heaven, today I receive your instruction from the word of God. I choose the blessing. I choose to believe, trust, and obey my Lord, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, from today on, by the help and the power of the Holy Spirit, I will obey you. I obey your voice, obey your commandments. And the blessing shall overtake me. And the curse will stop right now. Not even in my kids, my future grandkids. I will start the blessing in my family. In Jesus' name, I declare the physical blessing, divine health, strength, Wisdom, the mental blessing, insight and understanding, good memory all the days of my life, no Alzheimer's disease, no memory loss, no confusion, spiritual blessing, the anointing of God, the fruit of the ministry, financial blessing. I will never lack anything. I can let people use my money because I have more than enough. Family blessing. In Jesus' name, I believe it's for me because I obey the Lord my God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah! Are you glad? Hallelujah! Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. This is serious. This is not just a lecture. I'm not lecturing. I'm telling you the truth, and you believe it, you practice it, you will see in your life. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six. 275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org You may also write to us at the following address New Hope International Church 9170 Southeast 64th Street Mercer Island, Washington 98040 Thank you very much Thank you very much